Happy New Year, Kev. Hey, Happy New Year to you, Danielle. And Happy New Year to you, too. <laughs> hey, what what's in that mug? I'm drinking tea. You don't look too happy about that. <laughs> I'm not happy about that at all. You see, uh, as part of the uh, New Year's resolution, my wife came up with this great idea of uh, limiting my coffee intake to one cup of coffee a day. Um <laughs> That sounds terrible, you poor dear. But honey, it's for our own good. <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you're new with us today, this is my wife, Danielle. <laughs> and this is our very first episode of Good News with Kev and Danielle. And so we're really, really excited and grateful that you're willing to join with us here today. And we do. We wish you a really happy new year. This actually started, I think, when was it, Danielle? Like, I think it was in the fall. Danielle approached me with this whole idea uh, of starting uh, this show. Um, and so maybe instead of me trying to remember how that happened, maybe Danielle, you can explain that a little bit. The yeah. The idea behind this. So I had just taken a, um, a, a conference. I think it was like a two or three day conference. And it was really helpful because it really talked about during this time of pandemic, during the COVID, um, we need to, like every organization really needs to find ways to keep in touch with the community, you know, keep, um, be relevant within within the people that you're trying to reach. And so I was uh, doing ESL out in the community before the pandemic. And I was English as a second language for those who don't know what ESL thank is. Thank you. So, yeah, we do an English as a second language outreach and meet with people that are were brand new to the country and brand new to Ottawa. And so we used to meet in the community at the library. Right. And even after that, we started to do uh, a bit of a drop in because I'm a I'm a community chapter. So being a community chaplain and without access to the community. <laughs> kind of a weird spot to be, right? A really, really <laughs> weird like, spot to be. No so community <laughs> anymore. We're all in our basement watching Netflix. Exactly. So there is still a community. We know you're there because right. we're there too. And But just things are so different, right? And, yeah. and over time, I started to realize how uh, disconnected people were feeling um, and also how much, you know, people's mental health was struggling. And so I just thought, you know, a lot of the things that I used to do, I moved to online. And this is just one of those things that, you know, kind of got added so that we could start to build community when we can't have access to it because we're here in a lockdown. And so um, with this show, we just decided we want to be real people leaders. We want to be who we are. That's right. Um, and meet real people's needs. And so whether that's mental health, whether that's just, you know, smiling, having a chuckle, having a good laugh, mm -hmm. whether that's, you know, um, seeing those those awesome spots where people are resilient and how do they do that in, in such tough times, just to be a, a an encouragement to one another. So yeah. that's kind of the heart behind, like we believe that we have good news. The church has good news, but we just want to be um, hopefully just a bit of a light in yeah. people's lives and Absolutely. out in the community when we don't have face-to-face -face access we just want to you know start to build real conversations even Absolutely. we'll have our our yeah. social media you know to be able to kind of start those conversations as right. well and keep well, those going. and that's the beauty of building community with tools such as this right it's it, it's not always about well everyone has got to agree with what we believe you know to the letter right before we could be part of the community and and that's not true like like i think one thing that this pandemic has taught us is with different viewpoints and different opinions and different beliefs we really are all in this together and we really 
are kind of a larger community. And I think in this season, we've been able to learn and to grow and to encourage one another, right, to see those needs in the community and how, how do we use our strength, you know, from different groups, different, you know, churches, different yeah. organizations to come together, right, to bring good news to people, right, yeah. regardless of what that looks like. And, you know, so, you know, we learn to work better together, how to engage real needs in people's lives, to engage real needs in the community, and then ultimately to offer the good news that we believe is available uh, through God's son to the community, right? That's where we think the ultimate good comes from. So Right. And right? so we'll we give you we'll give you some way. some tools to pass that along to you at the end of the show. So watch yeah. for that. But in the meantime, why don't we keep it super light? And super light. <laughs> We're gonna keep it so light and fluffy too. Talk about some of the ways that people have been uh coping with this pandemic and one of those ways is why don't why not get a pet why not <laughs> so we've done that we did didn't we yes we did we got a new cat and she's so cute she's so cute. oh my goodness but she's getting into that stage where she's she's just being bad for bad sake. so she's a she's officially a teenager now <laughs> So I've got another teenage girl in our house, and our teenage girl is awesome, by the way, if Sam's watching. <laughs> but uh, this is a high-energy rambunctious. So I don't know if you – does she do this on your side of the bed? I can't believe I'm talking about this, so I'm sharing you some – You know, I'm being real, real with you right here's now. Here's the so, pillow talk. So here's the pillow talk. On my side of the bed is where the cat, I think, spends most of the night. Probably, unless Probably. I'm just so dead asleep and I don't know that she's yeah. there. But throughout the night, she goes and gets things <laughs> and puts them in the bed. She does. So the other night, the other morning, I woke up and I was lying on one of those hooks that you use to hang up the Christmas ornaments. <laughs> but not just the hook, but also the little metal part that attaches to the ornament ball. So that was jabbing me in one of my ribs. There was a um, cashew. No, it was a pistachio. A pistachio. Sorry, I always say cashew. <laughs> pistachio. I can't pronounce the word. That's why. The pistachio, there was a pistachio nut. So like the shell and the nut all together. I think I think he was just snacking no, late I at was, night. No, I don't snack in bed. <laughs> it was another New Year's resolution is I don't eat after 8 p.m. anymore. My wife is trying to keep me alive a lot longer. So there was a pistachio. There was um, my favorite was that big giant rod that she. Gave. So we have this fishing rod. It's not really a fishing rod, but it's like a big long stick. It's about you know eighteen inches long with a little dangly string and a ball and some fluffy thing for the cat. You know that she, loves the cat. she loves it. She dragged this thing up the stairs and into bed. She's like pitter patter, pitter patter, running, and then. So it was like that scene in in Christmas Carol, you know, Charles Dickens' Christmas when 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 Scrooge could hear uh, old man Marley's chains being dragged across the floor. <laughs> so it kind of sounded like that. And then you her, almost heard the wind of her jumping and this thing flapping behind her. So so I, so I'm weak. And then oh, and then the last thing. So she has these little puffy fluff balls that she throws and she carries them around in her mouth. Um, there were four in the bed yesterday. Four. Four. Okay. All right. So I think she's planning to take over. <laughs> so if you got a new pet over the pandemic, would love to hear your stories. You can put that in the comment section. So we're going to turn things over to the next segment of our show today, and we're going to introduce our very first guest here on Good News with Kevin Danielle. Uh, we're really thrilled to have City Councillor Tim Tyranny, who is the City Councillor here uh, for uh, Beacon Hill Searville Ward. Uh, we've had the opportunity to work with Tim and his team uh, many, many times here in the community. Uh, it's been great to get to know him and his team over, especially this 
this past year on how we can be caring for the community, how our, you know, in our role as a pastor and as a chaplain, how we can come alongside some of the big needs in our city. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to turn things over to our call with Tim Tierney. Great. Welcome, Tim. We're so glad to have you with us. Thanks for having me on today. We really appreciate you and the relationship that we've been building over time. And you may or may not be aware of this, but uh, we've actually known each other for the whole 10 years that uh, you've been uh, on staff. I don't know if you remember where uh, we met, first of all, and I'll give you a clue. It involved Wee Bowling. No way. Are you kidding? <laughs> right. So we met all those years ago at the residence and we started the seniors games and you were there. Even Kev was there because yeah, yeah, Danielle was on staff there. So she, you oversaw all the kind of social stuff happening there. Exactly. And um, yeah. And then I was doing wee bowling against you and Mayor Jim Watson. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's back when my hair was black, by the way. But wow. Kev, Kev might have had, had hair. hair. Exactly. So. <laughs> and I do remember like completely creaming the both of you when we played, but I, I could be wrong on the actual score. But. And his memory, his, you know what? He's talking all about, oh, and I really beat, you know, Mayor Jim Watson. I'm like, don't you be telling tales out of school. So like, let's keep it, let's keep it nice here. Exactly. <laughs> love it. I love it. Yeah. So yeah. So we've known, we've known you publicly for some time, but we actually started to get to know each other for real, uh, better over the last few years. And, uh, that started with, uh, Vision Jasmine and our opportunity to kind of work together as a community, as a community should, and really make some difference out there. So I've enjoyed knowing you for 10 years, but then getting to know you a little bit better over the last few years. Same as well. Same as well. And, and the stuff that you guys do for the community is absolutely unbelievable. I know we're going to touch on some of those great things that uh, that the uh, the church has done in the community. And you see a real need for the church during a COVID pandemic. You really see people, I think, returning to the church environment because they need someone to talk to or they need the supports. And uh, thank you for filling that uh, that void in the community. Oh, thank, well, thank you. you. Yeah, no, it's been our our pleasure doing that for sure. And yeah, and so congratulations on 10 years of serving, you know, as city council. Uh, does it feel like 10 years already? No, you know, it's so <laughs> funny. Every day I wake up and I just, I'm so energized. And the day that I stop feeling energized is the day that somebody else should take the, take the reins. But every day uh, we're delivering things, getting done stuff for the community. And look, we just announced we just got the funding for the Beacon Hill Community Center expansion. That's really good news for the community. Oh, very Something cool. I can look at and say, wow, another place, another hub for people to be able to gather when this pandemic is over. Yeah. Oh, that's very exciting. That is awesome. And Tim, can you share your perspective of some of the real needs of people within our community? Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's the loneliness factor is certainly one big element and we've tried, uh, my team and my office have done a tremendous job, uh, I give them a lot of love, uh, to really keep our, especially our seniors, uh, that, you know, would be locked in otherwise because typically they would go to our senior center at, uh, Pat Clark Community Center. They can't do that anymore. So mm-hmm. I always try to have a coffee with our lovely 50 plus club or seniors club, as well as other groups. Um, uh, we've been doing a lot of outreach, like students, uh, look, I'm, I don't even know what I'd do if I had young children now. They're all adult children. But that is a tough nugget for a lot of parents. Absolutely. And so, you know, I'm trying to work with a lot of the teachers. I actually have something going on with Gloucester High School, uh, just kind of doing civics talks with a lot of the students, just really keeping people engaged and letting them know what's happening. Because 
I think that is the biggest battle I have right now is with three levels of government. Uh, all this messaging is trying to keep it simple and get it out to the people. Awesome. And you've done such a good job of that, too, because I've seen your Facebook posts and just right away, as soon as that information gets out there for public health, you're disseminating that information and getting it out there so that other people can know what to do and, and what their role is in it. So that's been awesome. Yeah. And it's been a real benefit for us personally, too, right? Because when you get that information out, well, we kind of piggyback off of that immediately. And, you know, how do we kind of in turn then kind of get that information out to other people as well and, and all that. So we really appreciate Appreciate that. Um, so obviously, like, so when you probably started off, you know, in 2020, um, you probably had much different plans in, in January, February uh, than the work you actually did in, in 2020. Um, I'm just kind of curious, how did you and your team and, and how do you find our community here has really coped with all the rapid change that we all had to go through this year? Um yeah, kind of, you know, how did we, how did you, you know, personally kind of stay resilient with that? How did your team and how did you feel the community did handling that? So, so as a politician, I, you know, I love getting out there and cutting ribbons and kissing babies and all out of the window <laughs> for 2020. Right. Uh, that being said, we found new ways, uh, you know, uh, opportunities to be able to weave and bob. And a lot of those are driven around uh, the fact that our great community is able to modify what they were doing. Uh, typically, I, we host about 21 different events a year because I like to hear from the community, whether it's a pancake breakfast or or, or doing our, our community fair, uh, which is always a big success and raises a lot of money for the food cupboard. We couldn't do that this year. But uh, lots of our local community champions really stood up, you guys being one of those. And, uh, you know, doing the uh, the big give, uh, you guys were like, no, we, we have an issue. We have to solve it. And we've got to find a way to do it. And kudos to you guys. Uh, I really enjoyed coming along and hanging out. I even got this cool shirt out of the deal. Which is awesome. And uh, you volunteer here, you get the T-shirt. That's just the way it works. <laughs> but we even saw a couple other really that actually spurred on. You might not know this, uh, but Rihanna Persaud, uh, she graduated from Colonel By High School. It was her graduation year. She was a little <laughs> upset that uh, no ceremonies were happening and wanted to right. give back to the community. So she organized a bottle drive in a very similar fashion to what you did. And, oh, very cool. And we collected over $5,000 worth of bottles that helped support uh, uh, the uh, the Black Youth Community as well as the uh, Youth Services Bureau. That was spurred on by what you guys did. It was actually her dad, Dee, that came to me and said, wow, Rihanna wants to do this because they want to give back to the community based on yeah. what we saw in the reverse parade. And I went, wow, that that's amazing about our community. That's so cool. Really that's, good. That's yeah. super cool. And um, you've been talking about some highlights. And so are there any other particular highlights? And it doesn't even have to be necessarily in this past year, but over your years of working in this community, what would you say are at the top of those highlights? Uh, there, there's there's just so, so many of them. Uh, you know, every time I'm amazed how the community comes together on things. And, and I think when I first got in the office, you, you, when you go door to door, you get to set your own platform. You're not you're not handcuffed like a party system. You are reading the tea leaves of the community, and if you deliver, you'll be rewarded and come back. So you know, every time I'm like, oh God, I have a check. I'm very pragmatic. I don't like getting into the political stuff. I actually don't even like being called a politician. I just like <laughs> setting a checklist and just right, doing yeah. it. And you know, I still remember uh, one of my first big victories uh, was when I promised 
door to door in 2010, I promised we need more ice services. We need more rinks. Uh, and the fact we pulled it off and opened the doors two months before an election, our beautiful Richcraft Sensplex with four pads, mm-hmm. that is what it made me think, wow, I love this job. And every time I see something tangible, like a bike path on Shefford Road or upgrades to, uh, to some of our facilities, like what's going to happen at Beacon Hill, I always go, uh, I, I, I love this and how the community wants this and, and how we celebrate it when it opens. So I'm really, really excited for the end of this year when we open the Beacon Hill Community Center and hope you guys can join us. Thank you. And I, I think it's really cool that a couple of your major highlights are right here where we are because we're right next door to the Sensplex. And with that, that walking path right in front of us and brings us down for a nice walk to the river every now and again when we need that exactly. <sighs> out of our day. <laughs> need to get out of the building. <laughs> so you made me think of something else too that okay. really speaks to this community. And, uh, I remember, and it's not always good things. Sometimes it struggles. So at Lafar Elementary School, uh, somebody lit the wooden play structure on fire. And if you remember, we got together as a community a few years ago, and I kind of made a big stink about it. We got some community members together, and we raised right. over $50,000 to rebuild that play structure. And that was the community. Wow. We, yeah. we, Eastside Marios gave us free spaghetti. We packed the uh, Colonel by gymnasium, and we charged people 10 bucks, and we had $50,000 in donations uh, in a very short period of time. That's amazing to this community and how it always comes together. And it's exactly that thing we were talking about. You know, how does a community cope in difficult times and where do you find that resiliency? And it's been my experience in this community as well. So that's a good, good one to bring up, even in those difficult times that people are resilient. Well, yeah. Well, and just seeing the level of generosity of people, too. It's kind of mind blowing sometimes, especially in a time like if you think of this past year, there are so many opportunities where you'd think it'd be like, eh, no, I'm just going to kind of hoard everything just in case. And I don't know if you've kind of witnessed that as well, but what we've seen is just the exact opposite. No one's been hoarding, but people have been so generous. You know, how can I help? People and how can I help? And how can I be a part of the, you know, the solution here in our community? Absolutely. And even the Gloucester Emergency Food Cupboard, you know, I'm a little bit passionate about it. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe too, too passionate. Uh, but, uh, that being said, uh, they, they've even noticed an uptick in donations and people coming in. Now, there is the sad side. They've also noticed a lot of people having to use their services. That's so right. we look yeah. forward to the end of that one day. Uh, but the mm-hmm. Gloucester Emergency Food Cupboard, the uh, Eastern Ottawa Resource Center, mm-hmm. do a tremendous job during this pandemic. And kudos to those guys, too. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, it's, I mean, one of the questions that I have, it's funny when you talk about how you don't like to be called a politician. <laughs> I have the exact same dilemma when people find out I'm a pastor. It's like, ah, oh, people are either going to start getting really weird with me and get all, all holy than thou and start using all this religious language, or they just stop talking to me because no one wants to be a sermon illustration next or they, Sunday. Or they keep uh, apologizing <laughs> when they swear. Or, or they're swearing at me. Oh, I'm, I'm so, so sorry. sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's like, it's okay. <laughs> you be you. <laughs> you be you. It's all good. Um, but just kind of, again, knowing in your role and knowing the needs in the community and, and again, again, some of the way that faith communities have partnered with the city, like what are some of the ways, you know, whether in the past that faith communities have partnered with the city or ways that you can see that improving in the future? Well, I, th- I think uh, it was alluded to already. Look what we did with Vision Jasmine. Uh, that really, really changed that environment over the last three years. And that's a lot of dedication, uh, especially from, from your church uh, taking part in that. But I, I think a lot of it is uh, it, it's interesting because you used to separate church and state, but I don't see that anymore. I see it actually coming together on many different fronts. 
whether it's a big give or, or even uh, contributing to helping out our local food cupboards. Uh, it seems like everyone's getting together. There's no, there's no silos anymore, which is really good news. I think that only helps things. Um, right. uh, the, the, I'm trying to, um, I'm having a mind cramp. Uh, the, you and, know, and while you're while you're thinking, Tim, I just want to say I really think that you and your team has been instrumental in making that change happen because there was a time when it was kind of like, eh, I don't know if we want to work with the church. And, you know, that that separation was there. And I think you've done an awesome job of bringing the two together and seeing that there are different strengths that everyone has. And let's bring it together. So I just want to congratulate you on that. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you. And that's the way we should work as a community. And, you know, whether it's Xander uh, up the road or the, even the Catholic Church, we're all starting to talk to each other now. And uh, in 10 years of office, I haven't seen that as much until the last couple of years. Now people are chatting, which is good. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, from a role of a church uh, where people have a lot of trust and faith, you guys being able to get that message out really helps us, too. And uh, so I, I hope to continue this uh, over the years. And, you know, mm-hmm. Look, look what we did. With, uh, I still remember the march down Jasmine after the tragic situations uh, right. that took place. And we did an anniversary one one year after as well. And the crowds we brought and how you guys were front and center present, offering support and help within our community. That goes a long way. And I know you guys are certainly doing that during the pandemic. And uh, it's very uh, appreciated. This community has been excellent. I, I can't thank the community enough. We're just about there, folks. We're like six months away. Uh, from uh, going back to reality, I, I uh, beg beg you all to be kind to each other. Uh, social media is not always the best barometer of that, uh, but we should be kind to each other. We will get through this, and I can't wait. It's get when this is all over, we're gonna have a big party. It's gonna be like the Roaring Twenties, <laughs> and we'll be there. <laughs> and and after that party, final question. So Tim, tell me, enter the year here, Mayor Twenty. <laughs> I enjoy representing the people of Beacon Hill Steerville. Thank you very much. Well, you do a great job, and I, I'm only teasing. And thanks so much for being a part of our community and for being here with us today. Most appreciated. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Tim. You. That was just great getting caught up with Tim and chatting with him. It's always really good to touch base and hear what he's doing. And Yeah, and all the great stuff that he's doing in the community and, you know, trying to keep in touch with people just like during this pandemic time, yeah, like everybody's trying to do. Really yeah, <laughs> that was really great. What are you preaching on this week? So I'm actually going through the book of the gospel of Luke. So we're kind of going through the basics of the Christian faith. We're Good. looking at the, the work and the ministry of Jesus. Yep. I'm a big believer in going back to the basics and go back to the foundation. And I think this is definitely a year where uh, foundation stuff is very, very crucial. Definitely. So yeah. how can people log on if they want to see the service? And you can, all of our services are um, online, uh, completely digital. So you go to live.greenbelt.church, uh, multiple services running every two hours, 24 hours a day. Um, volunteers are there to pray with people and just kind of care and support people on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Great. And we hope you'll yeah. be there. Um, we're really glad that you Absolutely. joined us for this show and yeah. we'd love to have you come out to uh, church yeah. online. And if, yeah. And if you were kind of blessed by this good news with Kevin Danielle, we would really appreciate it if you would give it a thumbs up on YouTube, if you would share it, if you would comment, if you would subscribe to the channel, if you're on Facebook, share it with your friends, tag your family members who would really enjoy this. Because we really do believe that there is great news in our community and 
everyone needs to know about it. And we just want to bring that news everywhere that we go. So please be a part of the community here and be a part of the work that we're doing together. And be a part of good news. And thanks for thanks for stopping by. And we'll see you next time. God bless you, everybody.